0: You've got ideas, you've got ambition, you've got no time, or so you think. I'm Marissa Lonick, and I help busy moms with big dreams and no time. Join me each week as I dive into time management strategies, goal setting and achieving framework, and inspiring guests who are juggling mom life, work life, fill in the blank life. Dreams don't work unless you do, and just because you're a mom doesn't mean you can't still make it happen, whatever it means to you. Welcome to the Mama Work It podcast. Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Mama Work It podcast. So excited you're here. In case you don't know me, I am Marissa Lonick, your host. I am the founder of Mama Work It, where we support women in the juggle of mom life, work life, wife life, fill in the blank life. And I'm so excited to talk to you about this very important topic today, which is productivity hacks for the new working mom. Now, whether you are new to motherhood, Or you've added to your family because I feel like every transition, every new birth, every new baby, I've got four babies here, although they're not babies anymore, but you know what I mean? Every new addition kind of feels like you're a new working mom when you're heading back into this new season, heading back to work or just getting a grasp on what that looks like. So whether it's baby one or baby four for you, I think this episode is going to be extremely helpful. So, going back to work, it is a transition to get back in the swing of things. Like, just when you feel like you've got this whole new mom thing under control, or again, that new mom of two or three or more under your belt, just when you've got that routine in check, in place, it's like, bam, it's time to get back to work now, mama. So, we've got an entire episode linked to Going Back to Work, episode 52, with the expert on this topic, Lori McCulloch-Levin. In case you haven't heard of her, she is the founder of Mindful Return. She's the author of Back to Work After Baby. And I would encourage you, if you are in this season right now or approaching it soon, after you listen to today's episode, definitely go back and listen to that episode in addition to this one. And I'm going to link it for you in today's show notes, episode 52 with Lori Mahalik levin Today, what I want to talk about are some really simple systems, some effortless habits, some mental shifts you can make so that you can feel more in control of your time and your tasks as you transition into a whole new season of life, the new working mom season. So maybe some of these tips will apply to you. Maybe some of them won't. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's work environment is different. Everyone's schedule is different. And let's just get real. Everyone's baby is different. I mean, as a new mom, if this is your first experience with a baby of your own, you're learning all the things about your baby, their temperament, their personality, their communication style, you name it. And guess what? If or when you decide to have another baby, you're going to see that more than likely that baby is going to be different than this one. And all the things that worked for you the first time around, they may not work with the second or the third. So take what feels right, leave what doesn't. Each of my maternity leaves was actually quite different. I'm just going to give you a quick picture of what that looked like. So again, in case you're new around here, I've taken three maternity leaves from the corporate world. I've got four kiddos. The first were twins. So my first leave was in 2013, premature birth, twin babies. They often arrive early to the party as mine did. So I had to go out on leave early, unexpectedly. And I returned to work about four months later with a schedule that consisted of working from home about 70% of the time and then on the other 30% of the time driving about 2 hours each way to work. So that's what my schedule consisted of. So my days were pretty different. It either was I've got time with my babies in the morning, I can sneak in and hang out with them during a lunch break because they were cared for at home, I could wake up and and be with them before I started my day or It was the complete opposite. I'd wake up while they were still asleep, and I'd come home after they'd already gone to bed for the day on the commuter days. So really different setups I needed in order to be productive and successful at being a working mom during that season. My second leave, way different. I went back to work after a few months, and now I was commuting almost daily. I had one work from home day. That's it. And pretty much the other days I was gone from like 7 a.m. to 6 or 6.30 p.m. My third return, kind of similar to my second, although prior to returning to work this time, I had negotiated an additional two work from home days to alleviate some of my commuting time. So of course, Murphy's Law, what happened four weeks after I was just getting into that routine of like two days in the office, three days at home four weeks into that, the whole world shuts down. Everyone's working from home. All those systems had to, again, change for a lot of different and unexpected reasons there. So I'm telling you this because I have a little bit of experience and know what it's like to go back to work in a number of different ways. I know what worked for me. I know what didn't. I know what helped me. And What I could totally opt out of because your time is so limited, your energy is depleted, and the transition of being a new working mom, no matter if this is your first baby or fourth baby, is usually not a super easy one. And as you can see, it can look really different each time around too. So again, I am going to share with you some hacks, some tips, some ideas to help you get to a place where even though everything around you feels like it's controlling you, You can still put on your sexiest, most confident stilettos and catwalk into your office or place of employment and feel like the badass woman you are without internally feeling like the hot mess express who did not sleep last night because of the dreaded four-month sleep regression. Okay. So here we go. I would encourage you, if it's safe to do so, get out a pen and paper, take some notes, Or just come back and listen to this again, because these are really, really good tips. I want you to make sure that you are implementing what you hear, not just listening and storing it somewhere in that very crowded mom brain. And I want you to take action after this episode. And you are way more likely to take action if you're writing things down. Now, I know you may be walking or driving or doing something that will not allow you to do that. That is okay. Safety first. But then just come back and listen again. All right? So tip number one is to plan accordingly. Plan accordingly. You may consider yourself someone who is good at planning. You may not. You may feel like every time you plan anything, it never actually goes as planned. I don't care how you identify in the planning world. Planning is necessary here. I had a client, a coaching client, who used to spend one hour each week planning for the week ahead. And this single task of planning for the week ahead is how she was able to effectively be a working mom. Like this was her magic thing that she did every week. It's a great exercise. She would think about all the commitments, the goals, the tasks she wanted to complete that week. She would write them down. And like I just said, there is a lot of power in simply writing things down. Like statistics say, I'm not making this up, you are 42% more likely to complete a goal or task if you simply get it out of your head and onto paper. 42%. Can you believe that? So think about having a weekly planning session and introducing this into your regular routine. What else can you plan? Plan meals. Plan outfits plan, plan, plan. Okay. Think about all the things that you could think about in advance and plan them. And I also want you to think about the big picture here too. Okay. Not just like week to week or day to day. I want you to plan bigger picture, further out things like plan time off, plan to have unexpected days off because your baby's got lots of doctor's appointments and is probably going to get sick here and there. Plan dates with your partner, plan dates with yourself, plan, 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 plan accordingly. So productivity hack for new working moms, number one, become a planner, plan shit, basically. Okay. Productivity hack number two, are you ready for this? Have an evening and a morning routine. I'm giving you like a double whammy here for number two, have an evening and a morning routine. Here's the thing, okay? I know you are sleep deprived right now. And I imagine any quote unquote free moment you get, you just want to like veg out on the couch or fall asleep. But hear me out. How shitty does it feel to wake up to a kitchen sink full of bottles or last night's dishes? How much shittier does it feel when you're running late for work and you still need to do that task? Now you're under tons of stress with email notifications going off left and right and all these things, and you still gotta wash these dishes or wash these bottles. How much even shittier does it feel when you walk into work and you've got now like spit up on your shirt, or you're wearing pants you hate, but there were no other clean options, or maybe your shoes don't match? Yes, this has happened to many mothers before. I know some of them. So having simple evening and morning routines makes getting out the door easier and more effortless. I am not denying the fact again that you are likely exhausted AF and it is very tempting to throw in the towel and not do these routines. And guess what? There will be times you don't. There will be days you don't. That's okay. But for the most part, if you've got some solid evening and morning routines, the majority of the time, you're going to be in a much better productive shape each and every day. So I want to start really quick with the evening because I think the evening really feeds into the next morning and that can make it much more successful. When it comes to evening routines, I want you to think about not just the baby's evening routine because you likely have some sort of evening routine to get them get them to go to sleep. Maybe it's a bath or a book or or feeding them or changing them or a combination of all these things or in reversed order or that order or whatever order. Um, And if, by the way, if you don't have an evening routine for your baby, I'm going to tell you right now, like create one. It can be as simple as five to 10 minutes because it does actually help them get to sleep easier. Okay. Pro tip. Now let's think about you and your evening routine. What does that look like for you? Do you even have one? Do you need one? Does your current one need a facelift because now you're heading back to work and shit's about to get real? So FYI, I've got a whole episode on evening routines. I'm going to encourage you to listen if you haven't already. It's episode 104. We will also link that in today's show notes. But I will give you just a couple hacks and highlights right now, specifically as a new working mama with a baby at home, okay? So for the evening routine, I want you to plan for like a 30-minute power half hour. I want you to do all the things you possibly can like a mad woman to prepare for the next day. Pack the diaper bag, wash the bottles, clean up the kitchen, make yourself overnight oats, lay out your clothes, take a shower. Boom, 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 boom. And if you're wondering how to fit that all in 30 minutes, just know if you put your phone down and you work it like the house is on fire and you need to hurry the fuck up, you will get it done, okay? 30-minute power half hour in the evening. Now, for the morning, on the other hand, I want you to treat the morning kind of like with the opposite amount of energy. I want you to take some time, maybe 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, maybe even just five minutes, and I want you to do your best to intentionally wake up before the baby, I know this is hard, And I want you to do something for you. I want you to start your day serving yourself, not someone else. So maybe that's a quick workout. Maybe it's journaling or meditating. Maybe it's enjoying a hot cup of coffee in silence. Maybe it's listening to your favorite song or playlist. Whatever it is, it's you time. Do not, I'm going to repeat this, do not wake up and immediately check your phone. You may think this is being more productive. Oh, I have a few minutes. Let me check my emails. Let me check my Slack. (sighs) You guys, hear me when I say this. This is not being a productive person. This is actually setting you up for a day that is complete chaos. A day where you feel like time and tasks are controlling you rather than you controlling them. You got to set the vibe for your day. And someone's snarky email or comparing your real life to someone's highlight reel on Instagram, this is not going to give you the vibe you want to get through your day with high motivation, high energy, high productivity. It's just going to make you feel shitty. You don't want to wake up feeling shitty. So I want you in the morning, whether that's five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you can dedicate, I want you to start your day Serving yourself in some way, shape, or form before you start serving everyone around you, your family, your work family, friends, requests, you name it. All right. So that is tip number two. Just to review, tip number one, plan accordingly. Tip number two, have an evening and a morning routine. Tip number three, set boundaries set boundaries a lot of you listening are probably yes people like you are the go-to person in your home at work in your friend circle you name it you always say yes and it's not necessarily a bad thing like most times you might even enjoy all the things you're saying yes to but here's the deal you're in a different season right now you have different priorities If you continue to say yes to all the things, you ultimately have to say no to other things, newer things, like your baby. And I know that's not what you want to be doing right now. So you got to get better at setting boundaries. Here's your productivity tip when it comes to setting boundaries. You never say yes on the spot. Let me repeat that. You never say yes on the spot. It doesn't matter what it is. If someone is asking you for a favor at work, inviting you to a fun event, telling you it would be great to meet up for coffee, go on a double date, meet at the park, go on a happy hour, go on vacation to the Caribbean together, you don't say yes right away. There's one exception to this rule you may want to follow, and that's like, unless this is a full body yes... Maybe then you can say yes on the spot. But to be honest, to be totally honest with all the postpartum hormones or the lack of sleep, or maybe you had a glass of wine during this conversation, like, I don't know if you want to trust a full body yes in the moment right now. Just saying. So my advice is going to be you never say yes on the spot. You don't have to say no. You can say things like, oh, thanks for thinking of me. I will absolutely get back to you or let me check with my husband or my partner and circle back or let me look at my calendar and let you know tomorrow or let you know later. You need a minute or an hour or a day to try this yes on, okay? Does this yes fit with how you want to be showing up right now as a new working mom? Is this a yes that will fill you up or will completely deplete you? Are you saying yes out of guilt or obligation or FOMO or because you actually want to be part of this thing? Think about it. Consider the consequences or the opportunity the yes may or may not bring. Listen to your full body, not just your mind, and then get back to that person with your answer. This is the best and most effective way to set boundaries, especially if you're someone who has a hard time saying no on the spot, okay? So tip number three, set some boundaries. Tip number four for the productive working mama. Are you ready for this? This is a good one. Delegate, 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 and delegate some more. So maybe you are someone who likes control, Maybe you're someone who feels uncomfortable asking for help. Maybe you're someone who is used to doing it all. Maybe you're someone who feels unworthy of receiving others' help. Maybe you feel like you don't have the budget or you should be able to handle it or other people will think less of you if you don't handle it. Whatever it is. Whatever is stopping you from getting additional support in this new and different season you're in, stop it. Stop it immediately. Because I want to tell you something. No one is handing out trophies for moms who do it all. No one is giving you a bonus because you did it all by yourself and didn't ask anyone for help at work. No one is asking whether or not you cleaned the house or a service you hired did it. No one is wondering if you fold your clothes a la Marie Kondo style or not. No one is following you home from work and spying on you to see if you made dinner or your husband made dinner or you ordered takeout. No one. The only person who cares about all this stuff is you. And the only person suffering when you don't delegate out some of these responsibilities is you and your family. So Stop feeling like you are the only person out there who can do it, who should do it, who needs to do it because your productivity will actually soar when you have support from others. Like you will be able to spend more time in your zone of genius doing what you love and are amazing at, like things you absolutely love doing at work or being the incredible mom you are, or partner you are. Those are the things that are going to suffer when you try to do everything by yourself. Now, I wrote a lot about this in my first book, Time Momagement, because I definitely was that person when I became a mom. I made this mistake probably for about two years before a major shift happened for me. And let me tell you, Once I did make that shift, I was able to make more money, have more time, enjoy my work, my family, my life, so much more because I started delegating without guilt continuously. This cannot be a one and done thing. This needs to become a habit for you. So start getting better at delegating and receiving support. And if you need some help on how to make that happen, go check out the book, Time Management: how to get the time you need to do the things you want. I think you will gain... Lots of tips, tricks, perspective. Here's some good stories in there. Give the book a read. You can also listen to it, FYI. All right, tip number five, your final tip in today's episode of Productivity Hacks for the New Working Mama is this. Are you ready? You need to start prioritizing filling your own cup every single day. This doesn't mean once a month. You go see girlfriends because you're so fried. You just need to have a glass of wine and complain about all the things. This doesn't mean when you're ready to completely lose your shit, you go get a mani pedi and you put a little band-aid on a gushing self-care wound that probably needs like 75 stitches at this point. This means on a daily basis, you prioritize some type of self-care. Now, I know. When you close your eyes and you think about what self-care means, you probably think about something super lavish or complicated or expensive, right? Maybe you're thinking it's like a massage or a bubble bath or a face mask. And yes, those things are absolutely, they count as self-care, but they are not the only way to take care of yourself. Self-care is anything that makes you feel whole again. And guess what? That looks different to different people. It looks different on different days of the week to the same person. It even looks different at different times of day. So for example, maybe you love a good morning sweaty yoga sesh. But at night, that feels like torture because you'd much rather be like drinking a cup of tea and reading a book or writing something creative or whatever fill in the blank thing you like to do at night. Maybe on a Saturday, self-care feels like decluttering your closet. But on a Tuesday, the thought of that makes you want to throw up. So no matter what it is, the important thing is that you do it. And the best way to make this happen consistently is to schedule it and track it. Scheduling things into your life makes them feel more real. It holds you more accountable. It allows this wishy-washy thing to become a set part of your day. Tracking it really gamifies the act of commitment and makes you much more likely to not miss a day because the visual act of seeing that check mark or that X or whatever you do to show that you did the thing gives you that dopamine hit we all know and love. So, Ensure self-care is something you're doing daily. I always like to say, do something nice for yourself every single day. That's it. Some days it might be super small. Other days it might be a big deal. But doing it consistently will keep you in the good zone, ensuring you've got the energy, the motivation, the excitement to keep moving forward, which all of these things, they lead to higher productivity. All right, mamas. That is it. That's today's episode, your five tips, your five productivity hacks for working moms, new working moms. That is it. I hope you found these tips to be helpful, inspiring. If you're finding yourself in a season of either going back to work or trying to find your new rhythm and navigating working motherhood, I hope these were helpful. I want to remind you, no matter how much of a hot mess you may feel like some days, You are killing it. Like just the fact that you're here, you're listening, you're invested in learning and improving yourself is such a testament to who you are as a mom, as a career woman, as a spouse, as a human. I am rooting for you. Keep on working it, mama. I will see you on the next episode. Hey. Before this episode officially ends, I want to hop on and say, if you loved this episode and found the tips helpful and are serious about leveling up in your working mom life, time management, and productivity, I am currently doing a flash sale on my signature four-week time management program. For a limited time, when you sign up for time management, you are going to save $500 on this incredible program. Now, let me just say, if you're hearing $500 and thinking, damn, that program must be expensive, a $500 promo is actually more than a 50% savings on this program. I know, right? Incredible. Why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I created this program a few years ago, and I've seen the transformation it has served in countless working moms' lives. I've done the work. Now, all I want is for this program to continue to transform thousands of additional working moms' lives for the better. It doesn't cost me anything to hold a flash sale like this, and seeing those transformations come through is worth way more than collecting an additional 500 per mama. So if you're curious about the Time Momagement Program and what it's all about, check out the link in today's show notes and be sure to use promo code SAVE500 right now to get that incredible, incredible offer. Thank you so much for being part of the Mama Work It community. I'm so grateful for you. See you soon, Mama. You've been listening to the Mama Work It podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and would love if you could take a quick minute to leave me a review on whichever platform you're listening from, and maybe even send a note to a fellow mama friend recommending it. Reviews and recs help this podcast grow and reach more like-minded, awesome moms. And if you haven't subscribed yet, don't forget to click that button so we can stay in touch, girl. By the way, if you haven't checked out the Mama Work It website, please do. There are lots of free resources and great articles there that can help you with the juggle of work life, mom life, wife life, fill in the blank life. So head on over. Thanks again for being part of the tribe. I'll see you soon. But in the meantime, keep on working it, mama.